here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Everybody, Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I want to start a little differently this evening. I got an email from my buddy, the president of Landmark Legal Foundation, Pete Hutchison. And he's doing a fantastic job over there. And we had a gentleman who... Uh, for a short time was an attorney with Landmark in our Kansas City office. And I don't believe I'm at liberty to give you his name. And he joined the military. And he's now a major in the Army JAG in Afghanistan in active duty. Well, he wrote this to... My buddy, Pete Hutchison, the president of Landmark, and he sent it to me. I'm chairman. said, I often joke about what I do here in Afghanistan. I'm just a lawyer at fat camp, etc., etc. Well, today I was confronted with the reality of what we're doing here. The senior sergeant of the Afghan legal office is a very good man. Anyone who's lived in Afghanistan as long as he has seen and survived the unimaginable. After the attacks in Ghazni, perhaps you heard, maybe not, he lost contact with his nephew, who was a soldier. Today he came to me, fighting back tears, and said they found his nephew. He'd been killed by the Taliban in Ghazni. He'd been decapitated, disemboweled, dismembered, and his body burned with acid. This is a wart not amenable to easy definitions of win or lose or won or lost. But I know that everything these Afghan soldiers and lawyers do to build a better army, better courts, root out corruption, punish treason, and undermine the Taliban idea is as effective as a hellfire on target. My colleague, as so many here do, suffers with his loss, but he came to the office. He embraced an American colleague. And he went to work. <clears throat> that is a win. This is the sort of thing that's going on out there, ladies and gentlemen. And the brave men and women in uniform who we... We don't really even think about them that much. Somebody else's kid. Somebody else's father. Somebody else's mother or sister, what have you. Instead, our focus is on multi-millionaires who take knees during the national anthem at a football game. And we're told that they understand social injustice and the terrible imperfections in American society. This got me thinking about Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. What's been done to General Flynn? There's a piece over Conservative Review by Jordan Schachtel, who's an excellent writer. 
I want you to listen to this. He says, there's a reason why you haven't heard much from Lieutenant General Michael Flynn lately. The man who served his country honorably for 33 years has been effectively silenced by Special Counsel Robert Mueller as he awaits his sentencing. Given the circumstances of his plea deal, Flynn cannot speak publicly about anything related to the charges against him. Doing so could void his plea agreement with Mueller's team and open him up to further legal proceedings that he is financially unable to defend himself against. Flynn, who's worked his entire career on a government salary, has spent over $1 million on his legal defense. The financial burden has forced him to sell his home in Alexandria, Virginia. Am I still online, Mr. Producer? And move into a family home in Rhode Island. He's been effectively bankrupted and has had his reputation torn to shreds, all for the supposed crime of misleading the FBI about a perfectly legal conversation he had as incoming national security advisor with the former Russian ambassador to the United States. Now remember that the charges against Flynn stem from his advocacy for a detente with Russia, in addition to his reported lobbying against an anti-Israel United Nations resolution, which the Obama administration infamously endorsed through omission by abstaining from the vote. Neither of those activities are illegal or even immoral. In fact, foreign policy observers can be left to conclude that General Flynn was merely acting in America's best interests. In order to come to the conclusion that Flynn apparently misled the FBI, the Obama intelligence community wiretapped Flynn's conversations with the Russian ambassador. Those conversations were then leaked to the press by elements of the intelligence community in gross violation of federal law. The FBI review found no evidence of wrongdoing by General Flynn except for the charge of lying to the FBI, a charge that is now reportedly being disputed by the agents who interviewed him. President Trump's initial pick for national security advisor had long been skeptical of the unchecked power of the U.S. intelligence community. Flynn wanted to prioritize several foreign policy agenda items, such as ending the Iran deal, moving the U.S. embassy in Israel from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, and designating the Muslim Brotherhood as a terrorist organization. There was one more priority for Mr. Flynn. Through his experience as a general in foreign war zones, he found that there were several fractures in the intelligence cycle, which harmed U.S. troops' ability to succeed on the battlefield. As National Security Advisor Flynn intended to conduct an audit on the intelligence community as a whole. A full audit of the U.S. intelligence community's activities has not been completed since 1975, following the Nixon administration's Watergate scandal. While serving in the Obama administration, Flynn's earlier attempts at intelligence reform infuriated the upper echelons of the Pentagon and CIA. Flynn's enemies list continued to grow when, as Defense Intelligence Agency Director, he testified in front of Congress and challenged the Obama White House narrative that al-Qaeda had been quote-unquote decimated. The Obama administration forced Flynn into early retirement shortly thereafter. It became quite clear that the incoming National Security Advisor posed a direct challenge to the fourth branch of government. The unaccountable Washington bureaucrat class, including the intelligence community, which some have come to refer to as the deep state. 
a man who spent his entire life dedicated to his country, who served in some of the world's most dangerous war zones on behalf of the United States, targeted for destruction. Robert Mueller's team of Democrat prosecutors using unethical wiretaps, along with the now-contested testimony of wholly corrupt FBI officials, has silenced General Michael Flynn. Some of Flynn's associates have suggested that he should set up a GoFundMe drive to help with his tremendous legal expenditures. In addition to his legal defense fund, the former DIA director has outright refused on moral grounds. He refuses to do it. He's an honorable man and will not ask for money. A person close to Flynn tells Conservative Review on condition of anonymity due to the legal situation. And after being intimidated into pleading guilty for lying to the FBI, when the charges continue to fall flat under increased scrutiny, a lifelong patriot who has committed virtually zero wrongdoing now paces the prospect of a multi-year prison term. The intelligence community and Mueller's team have used leaks to the media and contacts with members of the TV pundit class to recklessly attribute labels to General Flynn. Without evidence, we've heard for years now that Flynn has colluded with the Russians, with even some claiming he committed a form of treason. Flynn, on the other hand, has been silenced through legal intimidation tactics. He cannot speak for himself, so others must make the case for him. I've not talked to Mr. Flynn, anybody in Mr. Flynn's circle, in any respect. But I want us to do something for this general. You Levinites out there, you great patriots, there's no reason we should leave this general on the battlefield like this. Destitute. What has happened to him is an absolute horrific injustice. And history will reveal that. But we know it today. There is no reason this man should be broke living on a military pension. There's no reason this man should have lost his home. There's no reason this man should have been charged. Period. And yet Hillary Clinton and all the rest of them, they're not charged. They're celebrated. So we've been digging, and we've been digging, and we found this Michael Flynn Defense Fund page. And I want to strongly encourage as many of you as possible to donate to it. One dollar, five dollars, a hundred dollars, more if you can. Just donate to it. I consider this an act of patriotism. The man has been silenced. We have a rogue prosecutor. The man was set up by the prior administration by the leaks. The leaks to the media. Let us not leave him on this battlefield. Let us not forget him. Let us not allow the left, the media and the Obama holdovers, the deep state, so to speak. Let us not allow them to have the final say here. So I want to encourage all of you to go to this site. Mr. Producer has checked it out. It's a legitimate site. Best as we can tell, right, Mr. Producer? 
It was set up by his family. I've not had any discussions with his family. I'm doing this on my own. When I saw that Peter Stroke, who was fired for what he tried to do to this country and did do to this country, his interference in our election, that the left raised over half a million dollars for this man, I said, this can't stand. I got to believe that in my audience of millions and millions of people, that we will rally to General Flynn. We will rally to him and give him a hand. After all, he spent 33 years protecting us. So this is the link, Mr. Producer. Put it up on our social sites, please. MichaelFlynnDefenseFund.org, correct? I messed up already. Mike Flynn. Hold on. Mike Flynn. I actually wrote it down here. Mike Flynn DefenseFun.org. Mike Flynn DefenseFun.org. Now's our chance to try and make a little bit of a difference in this horrific, grotesque miscarriage of justice against an American hero. Michael Flynn. Mike Flynn DefenseFund.org. And when you go there, hit the Contribute tab. It takes you to the Contribute page. When you get to the Contribute page, at the bottom of the page, there's a button. Unfortunately, it's very small, but it's there. It's at the bottom of the page. And you click that page, and then you'll be able to... You'll click that button, then you'll be able to pay through PayPal. Mike Flynn DefenseFund.org. We have to raise more money for him than the left raised for a stroke. This is just, this, this is stomach turning. What's been done to this man and for what? I'll be right back. Mark in. Also in Florida, coming down to the end of the vote in, uh, in Florida, those of you who can hear me all over the state, we're in virtually every city in Florida, every town. Uh, if you do hear me and you're driving home and you haven't voted yet, or you just pulled into your driveway and you haven't voted yet, please turn around and go vote. Ron DeSantis in the Republican primary for governor of Florida. He's a Reagan-esque figure. He's strongly supported by the president and me and Sean Hannity and many, many others. And I'm supporting him because he's one of the few with courage to fight for our principles. We need to win these governorships, and it is a big deal in Florida. You know, I've pretty much stayed out of the Arizona race because it's a mess in the Republican primary there, McSally is really quite liberal. Again, she served in the military with distinction. I don't know what the problem is finding conservatives who've served in the military with distinction. They're all over the place, but uh, they say she's leaning. She's pretty much a rhino. You've got two conservatives running. Uh, and uh, I just hope they don't split the vote to such an extent that she slips through. But that could happen. So our friends in Arizona, you're going to want to Make your own decision on this, but I would not be voting for McSally. I'm just telling you that's just my opinion. You'll do what you want, but uh, we've got to get conservatives out of these states. 
to go to the United States Senate, or it's just going to be incredibly difficult. I also said yesterday, after endless press speculation and even comments out of the governor's office about what he will or will not do in in finishing the term that uh, Senator McCain leaves behind, and I thought that uh, Zudi Jasser would be the perfect individual to appoint. He is uh, a former uh, Navy, well, he's a Navy veteran. Um, he uh, is solid as a rock. He is a physician. He's created an organization to counter care and to promote uh, reform in the Muslim movement. He has been vetted all over TV and radio uh, as he comes to the defense of this country. And I just feel uh, picking somebody like him who is brilliant, who is solid on the issues, conservative, uh, who is, has a Syrian background and a Muslim background, um, and who, uh, who believes in, uh, in, in uh, the reformation of his religion and so forth, just, just be a wonderful pick. I guess my second pick would be John Shattuck, the former congressman uh, from Arizona. Again, Absolutely solid as a rock. I do not believe, that's just my opinion, in picking wives and husbands and that sort of, I just don't like it as a matter of practice. If they want to run on their own, that's, that's a different issue. I'll be right back. Mark Levin says today, what the backbenchers will repeat tomorrow. Call Mark at 877-381-3811. Again, we... Uh, are strongly encouraging every listener to this program. I don't care if you're listening on terrestrial radio, satellite radio, digital radio, orange juice cans, however, uh, to go to this website to donate to General Mike Flynn's defense fund because he's a hero and he shouldn't be treated this way. And I've had it with the attacks on this man by the media, by Mueller, by the Democrats, they just throw his name around and treat him like dirt. Peter Stroke raised over half a million dollars with the lunatic left. He didn't have to sell his home. He didn't have to move, in, move out of the state, move with a, into a family home. This is a general, a hero, who was set up through felonies, Unmasking, leaking to the media, set up by Peter Stroke, among others. And now as part of his deal with the prosecutor, Mueller, he's not allowed to speak. So we'll speak for him. Let's show him our gratitude. Now I know that site has slowed as a result of my announcing it. Don't be deterred. Just keep trying or go back. But please don't forget. And no, nobody from his family's contacted me. Nobody from his orbit has contacted me. I don't even know who's in his orbit. The site is MikeFlynnDefenseFund.org. MikeFlynnDefenseFund.org. I'd like to see a Levin surge of all patriots. Many of you have listened to me for 15 years. I've never been more serious about this. The media talk about our war heroes. They're very selective about what war heroes they talk about. John McCain deserves all the praise he's getting for what he did in the uh, sacrifice in, uh, in Vietnam and his horrific treatment as a POW. Sam Johnson does too. And while Flynn wasn't a POW, he was a great hero, a great general. 
And he doesn't deserve to be treated this way. None of the Obama generals are treated this way. None of the Obama admirals are treated this way. As they carried out the the, uh, degradation of our military. Mike Flynn Defense Fund.org. I encourage you, whatever you can donate, five bucks, ten bucks, you can do more, by all means, do more. It's very expensive to defend yourself against prosecutors. And when you're on a government pension that you earned as a result of 33 years in the United States military, you lose everything. He lost his house. He lost his house. He was set up and he lost his house. And this SOB prosecutor, that's Mueller. That's right, I said it. This SOB prosecutor, what the hell is this? The Soviet Union? Everybody has to be afraid to speak? I'm not afraid to speak. This SOB goes after this general like this? It's an abomination. He's the victim. The prior administration leaked his name into the media. So let's step up, America. MikeFlynnDefenseFund.org. That's all I've got to say. Now, to show you how, uh, how phony the news really is in this country, a lot of time is spent talking about CNN, mostly as a foil. Jake Tapper is sort of their marquee, and Jake Tapper was giving a paid speech, I believe it was to the Association of uh, Travel Agents, which of which there are, what, about 12? He gets paid for this, I'm sure, these corporate speeches and these association speeches. I won't do them. But he does them, being an objective uh, free press type. And he said during this, uh, and we'll talk about this in greater length on Levin TV tonight, and he, and he, uh, and he says this is the golden age of journalism. What? This is the golden age of journalism. Talk about your self-serving narcissist. There he, there he is. This is the golden age of journalism? Is this a, a joke? They're serious. So they believe taking out Donald Trump is what their duty is. Their ideological and so-called professional duty. I'll get to the callers. You folks hang in there. Well, you know, it's interesting. Every Tuesday morning, I get the ratings for the various TV programs. And I get them for the weekend. Why? Well, because Life, Liberty, and Levin's on Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern. And I get to look at what the ratings were on Sunday for Fox, for CNN and MSNBC. I also, from time to time, get the ratings for the whole week, and I can see what's going on in these networks for the entire week. And this is just an example of what goes on. Nobody has reported this, and nobody will, because my name's not Rachel Maddow. So, Life, Liberty, and Levin is on from 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday night. Sunday night. We had 1.521 million viewers. 
over one and a half million viewers. Sunday night, it was the biggest show on Fox all day Sunday, on CNN all day Sunday, on MSNBC all day Sunday. It's a show at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. They got the highest ratings overall of all viewers. But that's not even my point. Sunday, 10 p.m. Eastern. It is a higher rated show, thanks to you, than every single show on CNN. Every single show on CNN. And it's not even close. They average about one million prime time. It's multiples of the morning Joe. Multiples. You won't see that anywhere in the media. But that's not my point either. What is the purpose of CNN if it does not get ratings, even in prime time? What is the purpose of CNN if it doesn't get ratings, even in prime time? How's it making money? Who's holding it up? I think this is an interesting question. Their ratings are going south. This guy Zucker, who's the head of it, I think they renewed his contract. How much do these hosts get for losing ratings? The only reason CNN exists is not to get ratings because it doesn't get ratings. It's not to provide news because it doesn't provide news. It's to advance the left-wing agenda. The progressive ideological agenda. That is the only reason it exists. So they're not protecting freedom of the press. They're advancing an ideological, opinionated viewpoint. Which is fine. But they're dishonest. When Jake Tapper, in a paid speech, I assume it's a paid speech. If not, Jake, you can call up. You listen every night. Uh, It's a paid speech. Unless he's got time to kill, he needs to give a speech to the uh, convention of travel agents, all seven of them gives a paid speech to the Convention of Travel Agents in Washington, D.C., talking about the golden age of journalism. They really believe this. The golden age of journalism. Now, usually, ladies and gentlemen, you look back at an era and you decide if it's a golden age or not. But Jake has declared that this is the golden age of journalism. And he did more than that. He also declared that it's his duty, his duty to unravel the lies, particularly this president. And he went through a whole list of character flaws of the president of the United States. You know, being an objective nonpartisan as he is, coming out of the Democrat ranks, coming out of the ranks of handgun control link. Incredible. Then he then he deigns to give advice to his so-called fellow professionals. He says the vast majority of journalists are superb. Remember, it's the golden age. But then there's some, he says, who get very nervous and very scared of the president. And they shouldn't. And they spend too much time talking about themselves. Nobody spends more time in the media talking about himself than Jake Tapper. When he goes on those nightly or late-night comedy shows about what he does and how he stands between us and 
and tyranny and, and so forth and so on. But here's what Jake doesn't want you to know. Nobody's watching him. Nobody's watching Jake Tapper. Nobody's watching Don Lemon. Nobody's watching Wolf Blitzer. Who are the rest? I don't even know who the hell the rest of them are. Nobody's watching them. Maybe that's why it's the golden age of journalism, because nobody's watching these frauds. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I want the Levin family really to step up now. All you patriots. There are things we can do to help. MikeFlynnDefenseFund.org. MikeFlynnDefenseFund.org. I'm just hoping everybody who can hear me goes to that site. And if it's slow or if it kicks you out, you know, you got to be persistent. Or give it a little time and go back in 15 minutes or something. But don't, don't be deterred, please. I mean, the guy served us for 33 years. And he needs help, I'm sure. Everything I'm reading... You go to MikeFlynnDefenseFund.org. You hit the Contribute tab. It takes you to the Contribute page. And at the bottom of the page is the button for Contribute. And then you go to, uh, it takes you to the PayPal site to make your donation. And I strongly encourage you to do this today. To not put it off. To do it today. Strongly encourage you. We need to make sure that our heroes know that we have their backs. And we need to make sure that the people who also conduct themselves as Mr. Mueller has, Mr. Stroke did, they need to know that there are millions and millions of us who are going to do what we can to stand up to them. We're stronger than them as a group. 99% of all office chairs are one-size-fits-all. And as a result, your chair is not properly suited to your particular body size, shape, and comfort level. That's why you need the X-Chair. X-Chair's patented DVL, Dynamic Variable Lumbar Support, offers unparalleled support and comfort for your lower back. You'll feel the difference the moment you sit down. The DVL fits your back like a glove and moves with you throughout the day. You have to feel it to believe it. Proper support and good posture mean better concentration, increased productivity, and higher quality output than you ever dreamed possible. And if you're a business owner, I strongly recommend giving X chairs to your entire staff. Just wait until you see how much your employees appreciate them and how productive they become. It's a smart investment. You want to see what one looks like? Go on my Facebook site. That is my X chair. I'm sitting in it right now. I sit in it for hours a day. You know, it's funny. I don't even realize I'm sitting when I'm sitting in this chair. Over 96% of people who buy an X chair, sight unseen, absolutely fall in love with it. Over 96%. Now, if that doesn't tell you that there's something special about this chair, nothing does. Feel the X chair difference for yourself with their 30-day risk-free in-home trial. Can't beat that. Here's a special deal just for my listeners. Go to xchairlevin.com, xchairlevin.com. Go there now. You'll get $100 off. That's xchairlevin.com or call 1-844-4X-Chair. 
1-844-4-X-Chair. X-Chair comes with a 30-day, no-questions-asked guarantee of complete satisfaction. Go to xchair.com right now. Use code, by the way, if you go to xchair right now and use code Levin Footrest, Levin Footrest, you'll also get a free footrest, which is where my feet are right now. xchair.com, xchair.com, then Levin Footrest is the code, or give them a call on their toll free number, 1 844 4XChair. I, I love this chair, if you can tell. XChairLevin.com. What did I say? Oh, yeah. XChairLevin. XChairLevin.com. I've said it enough. You'd think I know how to say it, but there you have it. I just want to encourage you to go get one. Ralph, Northeast Philadelphia, where I used to spend a lot of time. The great WPHT. Go. Yeah, how you doing, Mark? It's great. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Hey, I just wanted to say um, about this uh, defense fund. I heard about this a couple months ago uh, through Twitter. I donated immediately, and I think all those veterans, any American patriot out there, you guys got to step up. You got to, you got to give to this guy. This guy is a great man, and and he's taking a fall. When they even knew he didn't lie, they still went after him, and that's what mm-hmm. really, really gets me uh, livid about. And, and let me tell you what else I think's going on here, Ralph. Again, I have no firsthand information. Notice they haven't. They keep delaying sentencing. They're hanging this guy out, hanging this guy, hanging this guy out in order to basically threaten the President of the United States as if he knows something, which he doesn't. So that's enough already. We need to give him the money he needs. If he needs to get another lawyer and get another lawyer, whatever. All right, buddy. It's it's just despicable, but thanks. Get them them out there, and they got to donate. Help this man out. He's a great man. All right, buddy. I agree. Rolando, San Jose, California, the great KSFO. Go. Thank you, Mark, for taking my call. I've heard you talk about this situation with Mr. Flynn in the past, and I was appalled then, and I have been re-appalled by what this government does to its people. I, I think everybody out there who feels uncomfortable with this, who doesn't agree with this, should feel such appallment to a $100 donation. That's what mm-hmm. I made today. Thank you for doing that. There is an ability to make it a recurring payment if you want. I plan on doing that not just today, but as the months go by, and he needs the continued support. I agree we with find you. Ourselves, we find ourselves in places in life where we need rescuing, and we cannot rescue ourselves. Mr. Flynn is in that position, and we need to help rescue him. Um, I say let's send the infantry in and help this general. What do you think? I totally agree with you. And I'll give the air support right behind this microphone. Thank you. You're a good man, Rolando. Thank you. Russ, Boynton Beach, Florida, on the Mark Levin app. How are you, sir? Yes, sir, Mr. Levin. I just donated myself. We need to raise about $10 million for Mr. Flynn so he can buy the best defense money can buy to get him out of the scrap. Number two, if you hear me out, Hillary, we just found out that the Chinese hacked her server. Yep, you're right. Because of her greed... Pay to play, hiding emails with a private server. She's sold out our, our you know, our classified information. Who knows? We've got to get to the bottom of that. Mm-hmm. Third, Mr. Mr. Uh, Brenner, Brennan, how do we know he's not a mole recruited by the Soviets back in 1976? <laughs> well, given his voting record, you never know, do you? 
Right? He went to talk to them. He voted for them. He probably met with them. They recruited them. They told him, go get a oh, job. Oh, Russ, you don't understand. You're a conspiracy nut, Russ. That's what they'll say. Thank you for your call, my friend, and thank you for what you're doing. We'll be right back. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Democrats call for Kavanaugh hearing delay. Just roll the Democrats. Who gives a damn what they call for? Their entire purpose is to obstruct uh, the agenda of the president and the Republicans. And their entire purpose is to take this country where we don't want this country to be taken. This hardcore, radical, leftist, socialist. Well, we're not socialists. Well, what the hell are you then? You're not capitalists. What do you call it? Well, it's not the technical definition. We're well aware of the technical definition. Okay, we'll call you uh, totalitarians. You like that better? What are you, right-wing kook? This is the golden age of journalism. Golden age of journalism. Ever heard anything so stupid? Yeah, I guess so. Jake Tapper anoints himself and the entire so-called profession as part of the golden age of journalism. Maybe that'll be his next book. Lanny Davis, we've talked about Lanny Davis. He's been around for decades. He's, he's like a bad ingrown toenail. I wouldn't know, but you get the point. And Jordan Schachtel is at it again. Great writer over there at Conservative Review. I missed this somehow last week. I'm going to tell you something about Lanny Davis I didn't know. Certainly wasn't presented on CNN. His multiple appearances there. You know, you got Can you imagine the green room at CNN? You got Lanny Davis sitting there, slobbering all over himself. You got James Clapper walking into walls. You got Stormy Daniels, whatever. You got the slip and fall porn lawyer, Avenetti or whatever the hell his name. Can you imagine that green room? I'd rather not. It's kind of grotesque. Michael Cohen's attorney, Lanny Davis, is on the payroll of a Vladimir Putin ally. What? Shouldn't that be big news? Did anyone tell Robert Mueller? Does Lanny Davis have a collusion problem? Lanny Davis, the longtime Clinton confidant, who's also the attorney for former Trump lawyer Michael Cohen, is on the payroll of a pro-Moscow Ukrainian oligarch, with direct ties to Russian President Vladimir Putin. Do they know that in the Southern District of New York? Are they busy chasing uh, phony campaign issues? According to Foreign Agents Registration Act, or FARA, their records reviewed by Conservative Review, Davis is an active registered foreign agent for Ukrainian billionaire Dmitro Fertas of the famous Dimito Fertas family. A review of his social media record shows that Davis has never tweeted about his Ukrainian client, seemingly preferring to advocate quietly for Fertas, 
who faces enormous legal issues in courtrooms across the world. Firtash's ties to Putin have been exposed in several investigative reports. Moreover, the Ukrainians' deeply corrupt business practices have put him on the radar of U.S. authorities who are currently demanding his extradition to Chicago to face bribery charges. Firtash, like many oligarchs tied to Moscow, owes much of his financial success to the Putin regime. Now this is Lanny Davis's client. Over the course of his business career, Firtash has secured sweetheart deals with major Russian state-owned energy companies, which filled the Ukrainians' pockets with billions of dollars. The investment into Firtash paid off big time. From a geopolitical perspective, he played an integral role in securing victory in the 2010 Ukrainian presidential election for Russian puppet Viktor Yankachov. Following a popular uprising in 2014, he had to flee the country. He now lives in exile in Russia. Hey, we have another Russian connection. Another Russian connection. Somebody sent a homing pigeon over to uh, Robert Mueller and his gang of left-wing Democrat uh, Clinton donors. Now, Lanny Davis has been the principal lobbyist for Mr. Fertosh since at least June 2014, which notably is just a few months after Yanakovich, or however the hell you pronounce it, was thrown out of office. He's the Russian, uh, the Ukrainian, the Russian puppet. During that time period, Davis was earning $60,000 per month. From Fertosh. The number was expected to be boosted to 80000 per month, plus expenses, around $1 million a year, when Davis re-registered as Fertosh's chief lobbyist in 2016. That contract remains active to this day. Wow. Where are the investigative reporters on this one, other than a conservative review? I'm waiting for the New York Slimes and the Washington Compost and the Constipated News Network and MSLSD all to, all to reveal this. What do you say, Katie Terror? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you say? Jake Tapper, golden age of journalism, you idiot. I'm sorry. According to Reuters, an investigation by Reuters into Fertosh, well, there's one who's investigated it. Bankers close to Putin granted Fertosh credit lines of $11 billion. That credit helped Fertosh, who backed pro-Russian, uh, the pro-Russian uh, Ukrainian president, successful 2010 bid to become Ukraine's president, to buy a dominant position of the country's chemical and fertilizer industry and expand his influence. Now, the Reuters report continues. With the help of Fertosh, Yanukovych won power and went on to rule Ukraine for four years. The relationship had great geopolitical value for Putin. Yanukovych ended up steering the nation of more than 44 million people away from the West's orbit and toward Moscow's until he was overthrown in February. He's a deeply unpopular man in his native Ukraine. Fertosh currently lives in exile in Vienna, Austria, as U.S. authorities continue to spar with Lanny Davis and his legal team on extraditing the Ukrainian billionaire to the United States. Fertosh is accused of attempting to bribe Indian authorities with an $18.5 million advance to secure the sale of minerals to the U.S.-based defense contracting giant Boeing. Additionally, several human rights groups and anti-corruption groups have urged U.S. authorities to place Fertosh on the global McGinsky list, which would impose heavy sanctions on Fertosh and alienate him from the global markets. Now this, again, is uh, Lanny Davis's client, according to this report. 
So Firtash is not merely a corrupt businessman who owes his success to one of America's biggest adversaries. He is also deeply tied in, uh, in with elements of organized crime in Eastern Europe. According to Foreign Policy, it's a magazine, Firtash is a longtime business partner of Simeon Moglevich, who has been described by the FBI as the most dangerous mobster in the world. Uh-oh. I better wear a bulletproof vest. What do you think, Mr. Producer? While Lanny Davis is representing Michael Cohen pro bono, his primary source of income appears to come from a man who's currently a top priority for U.S. authorities. <coughs> Davis has quit the client on his hands. Excuse me. I'm reading this off the screen. Davis has quite the client on his hands. The longtime Clinton confidant has spent the last four years of his life fighting in court for a man who owes all of his success to a Russian autocrat was also deeply connected to a worldwide criminal network. As one of America's top adversaries, the Kremlin has prioritized sowing general discord in the United States. Is Lanny Davis the foreign agent for Putin's man in the Ukraine, forwarding the Kremlin's mission to spread chaos by attacking the authority and undermining the mandate of the duly elected president of the United States? This guy has a lot of explaining to do. A lot of explaining. He dared to lie about Trump's supposed knowledge of the meeting that took place at Trump Tower with a few Russians and uh, Don Jr. and so forth. Then he walks it back. Then he claims that uh, his client knows something of Russian collusion. Then he walks it back because they figured out, wait a, what, wait a minute. Cohen testified under oath that he didn't know any of those things to the to the Congress. I never liked Lanny Davis. I know some conservatives do. They like playing with him, you know, ideologically. And play. I've never liked this guy. Never liked him. I think he's a dog turd on the map of, uh, of American politics. No offense, of course. Now let's see. In the golden age of journalism and, and the freedom of the press, Mr. Tapper, if you'll tackle this one. So next year, when you speak to the Association of Travel Agents Convention, maybe it really will be a golden age of journalism. And when you resign, it will be. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Don't forget, the... uh, MikeFlynnDefenseFund.org. We want to uh, do everything we can to uh, help General Flynn defend himself and reimburse his costs against this absolutely out of control uh, Mueller and his gang of uh, prosecutors. When you can use all the resources of the federal government, file motions, threaten people, and all they have is their military pension, uh, that's a tough deal. Equal justice under the law. You've got multi-millionaires who play football and take a knee, talking about social injustice. Has a single one of them spoken up for General Flynn? Not one. Not one. Here's social injustice. You go to MikeFlynnDefenseFund.org. If it's slow or if it stops... 
be persistent or pick it up another time in a 10 or 15 minutes, if you would. You hit the contribute tag, takes you uh, to the contribute page, and at the uh, the bottom of that page is the button. You hit it, it's a small button at the bottom of the page, that'll take you to PayPal. I want us to do everything we can for him, raise as much as we possibly can for him. So he has, I guess, a fighting chance at this point. You know, uh, the prosecutor has him uh, silenced. You know, I, I, I watch these federal judges. Some of them are great. Some of them turn my stomach. They see injustice taking place. They should dig into this. They don't have to rubber stamp everything that a prosecutor does. They should dig into this. I think it's Judge Sullivan who's overseeing this case. I could be wrong. He's been around long enough. Emmett Sullivan. He needs to do something. Charlotte, Chicago, Illinois, the great WLS country. Go. Mark, these techniques used to destroy General Flynn, don't they sound a lot like Andrew Weissman, the man who put four Maryland executives in jail and brought down 85,000 jobs, Arthur Anderson and Enron, overturned by two courts, including the Supreme Court? You know, David Schoen, Sarah Carter, Sidney Powell, they all have uh, articles on his misconduct. Andy Weissman, who's Mueller's lead prosecutor. So why would a guy like Mueller... Hire such a uh, such a, a, a miscreant. Uh, he wants a conviction, regardless. That, right, that's all they want. Uh, not justice, not truth, a conviction. And uh, you Pe- know, people need to understand, Charlotte, that a prosecutor is not some kind of ombudsman. He's not a, an, an objective uh, pursuer of truth. Some view their job that way. Many do not. They are advocates. For charging people. That's why you have defense counsel. That's why you have juries. That's why you have judges. That's why you have all these things. So where the hell is a judge here? Well, what judge? <laughs> At any. Well, any, the federal judge is overseeing it. I don't know. All right. I appreciate your call. Daniel, Wilmington, North Carolina, on the Mark Levin app. Go. Hey, Mark. Let's take the call. I just want to say that. You know, I listen to your show all the time, and I hear people calling constantly asking, what can we do? What can we do? What can we do to make a difference? This General Flynn situation is exactly the type of thing that we can do something to make a difference. This man served our country in the military for 33 years. I've been in the military for 17 of those years. He's been a fighter. He's a patriot. He's a great man. And what we can do now is we can give him the means to continue to fight for us, fight for our country, and fight for liberty by taking it back to these people that are trying to steamroll him in this way. Yeah, we have to help him. A very good call, Daniel. I appreciate it. Wonderful call. Greg, Houston, Texas, Sirius Satellite, go. Hello, Mark. I listen to your show quite often. I I enjoy it, but I get so frustrated when you talk about the Lanny Davises. You talk about the Jim Comey. Where's the character of the individual? Where's the, whether or not it's Judeo-Christian principles, just do the right thing. And I just get so caught up in it. It really, what I'm hearing today really relates. Well, sir, to- I mean, I, I believe in those things, too. 
But, uh, you know, God gave us a brain and uh, ears and eyes and two hands and legs and all kinds of things in order to fight for these principles. Even though they exist, uh, there's a lot of people out there who are evil. There's a lot of people out there who do not share our values and our beliefs and so forth. So is your question, why are they out there? What is your question? I guess I just get so frustrated (laughs) seeing. uh, I don't blame you. So do I. Behavior. Yep. All right, my friend, I appreciate your call. Uh, voting in parts of Florida is over, but not all parts. Is that right, Mr. Producer? So uh, I don't know which part is what. So those of you who, uh, who are planning to vote, go vote, please. Uh, some of you have run out of time. Some of you have, well, like, 32 minutes left. Um, it appears... Well, I'm not going to say it's too early, and I don't want to discourage people. So you've you, you got to vote. It may be closer than you think. Let me put it that way. Is that a good way to put it? I think it is a good way to put it. I mean, just to show you, you've got this uh, special counsel and all these prosecutors. They have as many FBI agents as they I think they've spent like $18 million so far or something of that sort. They have a massive office, and they're focused on one, two, three, four, five individuals. That's what makes it different than the United States Attorney's Office. But tell me something. Why would somebody want to trap a retired lieutenant general? Make a trap for a a retired lieutenant general who was already interviewed by the FBI and they said, all right, he forgot, it's no big deal. On a matter of absolutely no consequence, for the purpose of trying to destroy him and his family. This is what we're dealing with. The Peter Strokes, the McCabe's, the Comey's, the Mullers, the Weissman's, and the whole, the whole bunch of them. You're seeing the dark, ugly underbelly of an injustice system. Most of these people are Obama people. You can talk about Comey all you want as a Republican and a this, that, and the other. Comey was appointed by Obama to be the FBI director. The deputy FBI director, a Democrat Obama guy. Stroke speaks for himself. Mueller, always a Republican, always supported by the left. When he was up for U.S. attorney out there on the West Coast, you know who introduced him in the Senate? Barbara Boxer. Oh, yeah. I'll be right back. America's Tyranny Hunter. Call in now, 877-381-3811. I can't stress enough that you must protect yourself from thugs who steal personal information. Email addresses, social security numbers, medical cards, passwords, and retailers are being compromised every day. Look, you can't stay vulnerable. It's why I switched to my ID care from the other guy. They're the best in the business. My ID Care covers you for the nine types of identity theft, providing best-in-class service. And with Tri-Bureau credit monitoring and dark web monitoring, it's the kind of comprehensive protection you need right now. And you can sign up at myidcare.com slash mark, promo code mark. 
MyIDCare.com slash Mark, promo code Mark. I strongly encourage you to do this now. MyIDCare has taken care of Fortune 500 companies for years, but just recently made their protection available to consumers. I switched in a heartbeat because the protection is stellar. And Tom Kelly, the CEO, is a genius at personal ID protection. Plans start for less than 10 bucks a month, and only MyIDCare offers a money-back recovery guarantee. I don't worry about identity theft anymore, and neither do my family. And neither does anybody who signs up like you. My listeners also get 15% off at myidcare.com slash mark, promo code mark. Learn more and then let myidcare take care of you. Myidcare.com slash mark and a promo code mark one last time. Myidcare.com slash mark, promo code mark. You can't expect the government or these various retailers or whomever uh, to protect you. You need to protect yourself. That's what it's all about. And that's what we have to do in this country. That's the way it is. Uh, Let's continue here. Let us go. Well, hold on a second. Mr. Producer, you had just sent me the numbers. Uh, can you send me that again? Hold on a second. Let me let me pull this up. It is election night after all in a number of states. Oh, I see right here. Okay. As usual, I'm having computer problems. All right, here we go. Everybody sing. All right, here we are. On the Republican side, there's a 7.5% of uh, precincts reporting. Uh, but they've already counted early voting and they've already counted uh, absentee ballots and so forth. But 7.5% of the precincts have reported. But it looks like the early voting and the absentee ballots were heavily for DeSantis. I'm not saying it's over. Oh, not to the last vote. This is Florida. Uh, but uh, I told you the story. I Several months ago, my Julie and I were uh, heading to Florida. We get to Florida. We get to our house. We print on the TV. And it is endless Adam Putnam ads. Just one after another after another. This is early on. So where the hell is this guy getting this money from? And the, uh, the strategy was first to build. I'm not putting him down. I'm just telling you what took place. Was to build him up. As a big conservative, but he's never been a big conservative. He was, believe it or not, in the Republican leadership uh, when Haster was there and near the end when uh, when Boehner. And I think he got elected to the House of Representatives when he was like 26 or 28 or something. And he spent 10 years there. Then he goes back to Florida and he runs for agriculture secretary, which in some cases is the stepping stone to governor. So he wins in the statewide election. He becomes the agriculture secretary in Florida, which is a big agriculture state, and that is a big deal. And so much sugar is grown in Florida. And uh, he made nice with the massive sugar industry there, which you and I subsidize, by the way, through tariffs. Oh, did he say tariffs? Through tariffs and tax subsidies. And they set up a pack or were involved in a pack and raised a lot of money for him. And then they turned negative. They started to attack, attack DeSantis. And DeSantis, you know, is a military veteran, combat veteran. Served in two theaters. 
and you know him from uh, being a stalwart in the United States House. So Putnam starts to paint DeSantis as a creature of Washington, even though Putnam spent more time in Washington than DeSantis had, and DeSantis had actually spent many years in the military. That was a young man. So I said, that. well, this is ridiculous. So uh, I believe I was the first to endorse DeSantis, and others did, but the one who came over the top was the big one, the President of the United States, who endorsed him as well. So uh, we'll see how this goes. Right now, it's 57.9% for DeSantis and 34.9% for Putnam. Uh, But if you're waiting in line and you're listening to this show, then stay in line and vote. If you're close to your precinct, you're in your car racing to the uh, voting booth in your area, the vote ends at 8 o'clock Eastern time, continue to do it. It's, It's really your civic responsibility anyway. And you don't want these things to get too close. Now, on the Democrat side in Florida, I'm pointing this out, it's a big damn state, Florida. The person leading there is Gwen Graham with 35% of the vote. Andrew Gillum has 26% of the vote. Andrew Gillum was backed by Bernie Sanders. Now, most of Bernie Sanders' candidates lose, by the way. They lose. Uh, But Gwen Graham is an ultra-leftist. So that'll be a big battle for Florida. But it'll be very interesting to see how this turns out, the congressional races, the statewide races, because, as you know, uh, the president will need Florida if he runs for re-election in a few years. Florida is a pivotal state, and there are others that are pivotal, too. So that's why this is worth watching. In Arizona, we'll see what happens. Uh, Carl Rove just announced that a pact that he's involved in means that he's very involved in it got behind McSally. He called her a conservative. She's not a conservative. She turned out to be quite liberal, and she basically does what she's told in the House of Representatives, and she'll do exactly the same thing in the Senate. It's really really quite sad. That's why I think uh, Zudi Jasser would be an outstanding senator, and if not him, then then John Shattuck was a great member of Congress. These are solid individuals who Governor Ducey should be very proud of if he would make that that kind of an appointment. Uh, I'm not picking on Sidney McCain in the least, but I'm not into these governors picking the spouses. I, I, I've never liked that. I don't like it. Um, it's just, I don't think it's the right way to go. These things don't belong to a family, whatever the family, Kennedy, McCain, who, whomever the family is. I don't believe that's right. So uh, So time will tell on that. All right, let's see what we have here. We have um, Susan, Orange County, California, 870 The Answer, KRLA. And by the way, their event is sold out. So their event is sold out. I'll be out there in a couple of weeks. And those of you who jumped in fast, very smart, uh, I look forward to seeing you, as do the other hosts. Uh, You know, I'm, I'm working on a book, and next year, it's not set up, so don't start calling them. I will be, as always, at the Reagan Library, and we always tell people, I'm announcing it now, you need to jump in immediately. We have such a grand time. We're there four, five, six hours. We have a wonderful, wonderful time. All right, Susan, I'm sorry. Go right ahead. Hi, Mark. Uh, it's a pleasure uh, 
to be talking to you. And all I want to say is that I was raised in the former Soviet Union. I came to America many years ago at the age of 28. And, but I still remember how it used to be. So I want to say that Mahler care less about Manafort lying on his loan application or about Cohen or about Michael Flynn, to whom I just donated to his defense fund, by the way. Good all for you. They want to know, all they want us to be afraid, and I am afraid. And they want us to know, they want everyone to know that the same thing will happen to every one of us if we speak up. Mm-hmm. And I am afraid. And I am even telling my children to keep their mouth shut. Really? Who are very, very conservative. Yes. I want them to be employed. I want them to have their children go to school. I'm really, really afraid. And you're not, you're think- not buying this golden age of journalism crap from uh, Jake Tapper then, I guess. Excuse me? Jake Tapper said this is the golden age of journalism. It's more like the golden age of propaganda, isn't it? It is. Mm-hmm. It is. And, uh, and, and, and I remember when I used, we used to have dinner with my parents. My parents used to speak foreign language at dinner. So mm-hmm. my brother and I do not understand what they're talking about because they were afraid that we will go to school mm-hmm. and we will tell the teacher who, by the way, made the rounds around second and third and fourth grade asking, what is it that our parents are talking about at home? And they do the same thing today in Russia. They do the same thing today, and China's becoming uh, really uh, the old China. I mean, the the, the iron vice and the noose. uh, and, and, And they are tightening. And that society, everybody gets a social rating now. Social rating. And they track you. And whether or not you get a job, whether or not you get a government benefit, whether or not you can travel, on and on and on, depends on your social rating. And, you know, it doesn't take much to get to that point, does it? No, we are at that point. Mm -hmm. All right, Susan, thank you for your call. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. We have great sponsors, don't we? When an emergency strike, what's your first impulse? If your answer is run to the grocery store, you're probably too late. There's chaos, nothing on the shelves. Now, how do you avoid this? Well, it's really simple. You use today to make a plan to prepare. And one practical place to start is storing up food in your home. It doesn't take much. And I trust and use my Patriot Supply for my food storage. You can, too, so you'll be ready for earthquakes, hurricanes, long-term power outages, and so forth. Now, here's a great special that makes it very simple. Each person in your household should have a two-week emergency food supply from My Patriot Supply. Now, these kits are only $75 right now and contain 92 servings of breakfasts, lunches, and dinners. Call 800 294-2325 and take action right now. That's 800-294-2325. 
888-253-2325. Or you can go to my special website, preparewithmark.com. Preparewithmark.com. The food lasts up to 25 years in storage. Tastes quite good. Meals compact in a rugged, slimline tote also. Only $75. Rest tonight knowing you're prepared, that you did the right thing for yourself and your family. Order your food kits at 800-294-2325 or go to preparewithmark.com. 800-294-2325 or preparewithmark.com. All right, let's see who's out there. Frank Brick, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go. Mark, how you doing? I'm a long-time listener. I listen to you and Rush every day. Uh, always Thank getting, you. Uh, you know, try to be hopeful that things will get better. Uh, I'm a Reagan Democrat. Can't get myself to become a Republican because they don't even back their own president. And doesn't even feel like the Republicans want. My yeah. question to you yes. is, um, at this point, would it make a difference if we wrote letters to Jeff Sessions compelling him to, you know, to do something, to jump back in, look at all the facts going on? And, and, and if he wanted to, could he actually... You know, step back in and take control of this out-of-control First of all, uh, we can write him. It'll make no difference. Secondly, he's not going to jump back in. Really? Yeah. Oh, by the way, if you're interested, it's interesting, even from an analytical point of view, if you don't live in Florida, listen to this. The Bernie Sanders candidate in the Democrat primary is now very close. The leader... Is Gwen Graham? She has thirty-three point eight percent of the vote. The radical leftist, and she is one too, by the way. Andrew Gilliam, backed by Bernie Sanders, is twenty-nine point four percent. What do you think of that? Wow, interesting, isn't it? Very interesting. Hey, Mark, keep up the good work. I mean, I you know I sit with my dogs, Cruz and Darcy, and we listen to you. Uh, you know, always trying to feel hopeful instead of getting down. You know, well, but, you want me to really, help you out? Let, let's. I'm going to tell you something hopeful. Matter of fact. Yeah. Let's wait till next hour. I'm not doing this to play games. I just don't have enough time in this segment, in this hour, to do it. I want you to be hopeful, so listen next hour, okay, at the top of the hour. And thank you for everything you do. All right, brother. God bless you. One day, and it won't be now, hopefully it's many years from now. How can I put this? One day I want you and me, us, to have a discussion about what happens to elderly people in our hospitals. I want to have that discussion with you. Not now. Hopefully not for many years. But it's something I definitely want to talk about. Mark, what are you talking about? Just, just, I'm just telling you. Someday I want us to have this discussion. It's really hit and miss with doctors, hit and miss with hospitals. And so don't call in, please. We're not going to talk about this. I'm just mentioning it very, very briefly. Lindsey Graham gave a speech on the floor of the Senate today, which brought tears to my eyes, quite frankly. It's a man talking about his best friend, who was John McCain. I'm not talking about what McCain did in the Senate on Obamacare and immigration and McCain fine gold and against the Bush tax cut. Let's put that aside. I'm not talking politics now. He gave a speech where I was 
driving and I got to my home. I pulled into the driveway and I put the car in park and I just listened. It was a remarkable speech by a friend who just lost his best friend. And uh, he said a number of things that were really enormously touching about John McCain and his family and about all the time Lindsey Graham had spent with John McCain. And I'll tell you what's interesting. Lindsey Graham, more and more, as best as I can tell, has also become closer, let me put it that way, with the president, with Donald Trump. And yet Trump and McCain were warring with each other, obviously. Uh, The media just dump on Trump every chance they get. But McCain threw some uh, fastballs, too. That's what they did. That's okay. When we talk about men who've passed, women who've passed in history and so forth, we talk all about what they did, what they were capable of, what, what they should have done, the great things they did and so forth. That's no different here. But if you get a chance, you should listen to that speech. I went and then I watched it on the Internet. I pulled up a clip. I pulled up a clip. I'd like to get Lindsey Graham on this show or maybe one of my TV shows at some point. He's kind of intriguing to me. I'd like to. It's not a matter of supporting this or that because I don't support open borders and all the rest of it. But I'd like to delve into the way he thinks a little bit. We'll see. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, We are trying to do something that is right, that is patriotic, and that is to support one of our fellow patriots, and that is Mike Flynn. Uh, we keep hearing that he's broke. I'm sure he is, that he had to sell his home in Virginia, which he did, that he had to move in with family in Rhode Island, which apparently he did, and that they basically live off his military pension of 33 years where he served the United States, a true patriot and hero. Now, what can we do? We're asked this all the time. Well, there there are certain things we can do, but one of the things we can do that's minimal but is very, very important is help to support his defense fund. This guy, Pete Stroke, he's fired by the FBI for cause. And the left raises over half a million dollars for him. And I see that, and I read these other things, and I say, this is intolerable. I mean, Flynn is a victim. They unmasked his name as they were tapping into the uh, Russian ambassador, which is a felony. FBI interviews him. It goes fine. He doesn't recall a particular discussion or meeting. And they say, well, he didn't recall it. It's not like it's a crime. Then Peter Stroke circles back. 
says, ah, okay, let's nail him. And that's what they do. And he fought them and fought them and fought them. And then he ran out of money. And he and his family said, that's enough. There's nothing else we can do. And now the prosecutor has him censored. He can't speak as part of the deal. So the media trash him. The Democrats trash him. He's the throwaway line. And I said, you know what? We cannot leave our general on the battlefield like that. I'll provide air cover, and we need you, the folks out there, to be the infantry. And the least we can do is make a donation to his defense fund. And he has a real defense fund here. And again, I haven't been in touch with the family or him. It's MikeFlynnDefenseFund.org. MikeFlynnDefenseFund.org. When you go there, it might be slow. It might kick you out. Don't be discouraged, please. Keep at it. Or go back in 10 or 15 minutes. It's, it's very, very important. We got men and women in this country who uh, who put their lives on the line, who've given up any possibility of being wealthy or anything of the sort in order to protect us. This is one of our generals. So you go to MikeFlynnDefenseFund.org, you hit the Contribute tag. That takes you to the contribution page. And at the bottom of the page, you'll see a small button. You click that button, that'll uh, take you to the donation area through PayPal. It's that simple. I mean, uh, maybe just forego a couple of Big Macs or something like that. If you can afford more, I mean, obviously he can use it. He's uh, deeply in the hole from everything I'm reading. You got the the force of the federal government using our tax dollars, no limits, coming down around your head. You really haven't done anything wrong. And so, again, that's MikeFlynnDefenseFund.org, MikeFlynnDefenseFund.org. Okay. Washington Examiner. Alan Dershowitz says Robert Mueller gearing up to subpoena Trump. Lawyer Alan Dershowitz suspects special counsel Robert Mueller's team of federal prosecutors is preparing to subpoena the president. He says, I do. I think they're gearing up for what will be a difficult legal battle. Dershowitz comments follow a CNN report Monday in which Giuliani, Trump's lead personal attorney, said he hasn't heard from Mueller's office in nearly three weeks as the two sides negotiate terms for a possible presidential voluntary interview as part of the ongoing Russia probe. Dershowitz was asked today whether the radio silence could indicate Mueller's team may be considering another means of obtaining Trump's testimony. Dershowitz said, I suspect they've come to the same conclusion I came to several weeks ago. That the tactic of the Trump team, I have no inside information on this, but the tactic of the Trump team is to make the Mueller team an offer they can't accept so that in the end there will be no sit down and the Trump team can say, look, we made them an offer. It's their fault. They didn't accept it. I believe we've all been saying that because the bottom line is the president shouldn't accept a subpoena f- from Mueller, period. And he shouldn't sit down and talk with Mueller, period. He says, I suspect that Mueller is on to this tactic and is now looking forward to filing some kind of a legal action compelling the president to appear in front of a grand jury. You can't compel the president to sit down with the special counsel, but you can compel him to come in front of a grand jury. This is what Dershowitz says. 
Durst was added, Trump's outside legal counsel will contest any such move, and that ultimately the courts would decide whether the president will have to testify. Giuliani told CNN on Monday he figured Mueller's prosecutors were planning something, but said that could include them <clears throat> issuing a report without a Trump interview, subpoenaing the president to talk to them, or stay the course by negotiating the conditions for a pretrial sit-down. Now, since we, you and I, have been all over this, and we've called the balls and strikes on this from, from the first days, let me just say this. If Mueller causes a subpoena to be issued, that will have been approved by Rod Rosenstein in the Department of Justice. You understand? Mueller's not going to do this on his own. He's going to want the backing of the Department of Justice. Keep that in mind. That's number one. Number two, if this does occur, it is a frontal attack on our constitutional system. Because what Mueller will be trying to do is his form of what he's done to Mike Flynn and Manafort and the others to try and force the president to get to, uh, to accept his terms. And so he will be upending the Constitution, as will Mr. Rosenstein. Mr. Rosenstein, I know you're out there. You're hiding in the shadows. Mueller's doing your dirty work. I'm on to you, pal. Number three, the president will have no choice but to fight it. He's not fighting it as a citizen. He's not fighting it as an individual. He's fighting it to protect the office of the presidency and the Constitution. If you cannot indict a sitting president then how can you force a sitting president in front of a federal grand jury, something that has never occurred in the history of the United States? And the purpose of trying to force the president to testify is to concoct a criminal violation. To concoct a criminal violation. Our courts are sprinkled with a bunch of Obama appointees, more than sprinkled laced with a bunch of Obama appointees. This is what makes it complicated. Constitution is not complicated, but it is the the discernment of judges. It's unpredictable. Unless, of course, they're leftists, they're very predictable. So the president has to fight this. He has to stand up against a rogue prosecutor who's out of control, who does not have the same responsibilities as the president. The president's primary responsibility is to the Constitution. That is not Mr. Mueller's primary responsibility. He'll tell you it's to the rule of law, but that's not true. If he takes this step with Rosenstein's backing, they're attacking the United States Constitution. It's Trump who's on the right side of the Constitution. It's Trump's lawyers who are on the right side of the Constitution. And what is Mr. Mueller? Mr. Mueller is nothing more than an individual who works for the Justice Department. That's been their argument in these various federal courts to defend against violations of the Appointments Clause. No, no, no. He's an inferior employee, so they downplay him, you see. He's an inferior employee. He has to answer to the Deputy Attorney General of the United States. He didn't have to be nominated by the President or confirmed by the Senate. Okay, fine. Then you're saying he's an inferior employee. 
How can an inferior employee of the Department of the Justice force the President of the United States, who cannot be indicted while in office, to appear before a grand jury or to be questioned in person or any of these things? And the pretext is, well, we want to set him up, the President. We want to set him up. This guy Mueller is diabolical. Rosenstein's diabolical. But we'll stay on top of this. And I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. DeSantis is the declared winner of the Republican primary for governor in the state of Florida. It wasn't really even close. I mean, all the votes aren't in, but he's leading by uh, 18, over 18% of the vote. So Ron DeSantis has won the Republican primary in the state of Florida. And it is my great hope that he wins the governorship. Now let's see if anything's going on in any other state. Bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. Bear with me. I am trying, but my damn computer freezes up. Okay. Well, everybody's still voting in Arizona, so uh, there's nothing to report there. That's it right now. Of course, uh, Scott, the current governor of uh, Florida, uh, he was running against really a uh, a minor candidate, and he got about 90% of the vote. Now, on the Democrat side, it's very interesting. Bernie Sanders-endorsed candidate, who is a radical leftist, is now winning in the Democrat primary. Now, there's a ways to go. His name is Andrew Gillum. He's got 32.5% of the vote. Gwen Graham has 32.2% of the vote. Uh, But that's very interesting. And I'm looking here. He's winning this fella Gillum in most of the metro, in a lot of the metropolitan areas and the immediate surrounding areas, you also had this billionaire Philip Levine, uh, who was running. Uh, he, so, Gilliam, the uh, Bernie Sanders uh, radical, has got thirty-two point five percent of the vote. Gwen Graham, a typical radical, she has thirty-two point two percent of the vote. And uh, Philip Levine, this billionaire fellow, he's got twenty point five percent of the vote. There's another billionaire in the race, too, but he's too far behind the matter. I'm looking here, I'm looking here, I'm looking here. Bear with me. Very interesting. So there's a big divide, even a bigger divide, in the Democrat Party, uh, if you will. Okay. I'm just checking all these news outlets because it is a news night with the elections and so forth. All right, let's take some calls, too. Let us go to... Francis in Detroit, Michigan. How are you? Uh, Mark, it's a great honor, and uh, thank you very much. I'm going to make a very, very interesting point that you will have never heard from before. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Let me get my pen. I want to write it down. Okay. You're going to love this. This is going to be the PA. All right. Go for it. All right. There was a book in 1969 by Tom Merton and Joel Hyams, that was about the scandal in the Arkansas prison system. And it was later made into a movie in 1980 called 
Brubaker. Brubaker. Yep. Okay. And I just watched it recently, and then I watched it again. And I, I live in Gross Point Farms, Michigan, and uh, we're hoping for a Michigan victory on Saturday. Against All right, Michigan. go ahead. All right, okay. So anyways, in the film and in the book, Robert Redford plays a warden who comes in to deal with a very violent and corrupt system, and the system tries to fight back, to destroy him. And in the movie, I watched it, and I'm like, this is a duplication back from 1980 and 1969 that is exactly what is happening right now. And it is a brilliant for the average layperson that doesn't really see the bigger picture in the form of a literary or a film sense. That is a great movie to watch, to see what is occurring here. The Swamp uh, is trying to fight back. Uh, Mueller going after Trump possibly with the, uh, with the subpoena. Etc. The media and everything. This is it's exactly like the film. And then the film, there were bodies buried, and he tried to expose the, the corruption and the murders. And then and they everything. tried to remove him. Exactly. And in the end, he leaves with his head high, and the inmates clap. Mm-hmm. They clap when he leaves. And it, 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 the film. But in this case, the inmates are the media. They won't clap. And in this case, hopefully Trump doesn't leave. Thank you for your call, my friend. That's a very fascinating parallel. We have all these reports, and they're, they're good, about Lanny Davis lying about uh, what his client, Michael Cohen, knew about Donald Trump, this meeting at Trump Tower. Trump didn't know about it in advance. Uh, Lanny Davis said he did, and he didn't. Uh, among other things, Lanny Davis leaked it to CNN. CNN didn't use his name. And then, listen to this, how devious CNN is. Then they they said they contacted Lanny Davis for comment, and he wouldn't comment. But Lanny Davis was the anonymous source. Pretty outrageous, don't you think? Then Lanny Davis said uh, the things got uh, all messed up, that he really didn't mean that, and so forth. But they don't follow up with the next report that was I read to you last hour from Conservative Review. That Lanny Davis's client, from which he and his firm have made a fortune, his lobbying firm, is an individual with close ties to Vladimir Putin. I mean, we have a special prosecutor who's chasing down the Manhattan madam. We've got the Southern District of New York that's concocting criminal campaign violations. We've got a hero, Patriot, Lieutenant General Mike Flynn, uh, who was forced to plead and who's financially broken. And here we have Lanny Davis sitting across the table from the prosecutors of Southern District in New York, offering his client up to Mueller, Trump bashing, Trump bashing, who represents an individual, a Ukrainian, with ties to the Russians. And nobody blinks. Even our media don't say anything. Except for conservative view and a few others. That's it. Why, why is that? If, if Mr. Mueller is doing anal exams, I shouldn't have put it that way, of the uh, Manhattan uh, uh, whatever, 
Why isn't anybody just looking at the record when it comes to Lanny Davis? Or just looking, you know, it's amazing thing, the left and the, uh, and the left worldwide. Hillary Clinton with her dossier. Bill Clinton giving speeches, lots of money coming through the uh, foundation from Russians, among others. Uh, you've got uh, Christopher Steele working with an individual who's close to Vladimir Putin. The only guy who doesn't have any of this Russian fingerprint on himself is Donald Trump, and he's the guy they keep trying to take down. I'll be right back. You're listening to Denali, the great one. The great one. And you can call in now. 877-381-3811. Have you tried these super beets yet? I really want you to t- check it out. You take one atom of nitrogen and you bond it with an atom of oxygen. Now, that sounds so technical. You get what you create is nitric oxide. Now, what does all that mean? It is a miracle molecule. Your own body makes, you know, it fuels your cardiovascular health, keeps you vibrant, energetic, but as we age, our bodies need help with this important process. Super Beats by Human has harnessed the power of nutrient-enriched beets to create a superfood that helps your body make more nitric acid uh, oxide on its own. One teaspoon is all it takes a day. One teaspoon of Super Beats daily supports your cardiovascular health and blood pressure levels, giving you natural energy, natural energy, without a quick caffeine kick or sugar high and all the side effects of that. So we're talking about real, healthy, natural energy for you. Now, Stephen from Illinois says, taste is pleasant, as is the increase in energy. Great caffeine substitute without the negative caffeine side effects. And that's all true. So just try it out. Call 866-205-4907. That's 866-205-4907. Or go to superbeats.com slash Levin. That's superbeats.com slash L-E-V-I-N. And find out how you can get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats and free shipping with your first purchase. So you want to you wanna jump into this while this is available. Feel the 1 plus 1 equals this energy effect. Of Super Beats. Call 866-205-4907. 866-205-4907. Or go to superbeats.com slash Levin. Superbeats.com slash L-E-V-I-N. You know, there's no better time to start than right now. One tea- I'm, I'm, my, my mouth is watering. One teaspoon a day. That's all it takes. And jump in and get that special offer. All right, let's continue. Leslie in Munster, Indiana, the great WFDM. Go. Hi, I've got two, actually. I know that it's pointless to appoint a second special counsel if Rosenstein or Jeff Sessions were in charge of appointing that person. However, I do not understand why Trump, if he can hire, if he can fire, he can also hire why doesn't he appoint his own and with the exact same mandate, mandate, but do those people 
that Mueller is ignoring. Then the second one I had is, why doesn't he release the dang papers that Congress needs? The earlier one I do understand, because there's a uh, a statutory and regulatory process for the appointment of a special counsel. As for the latter, I agree with you. He should. But, you know, I'm me. I'm not you. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm me. I'm not him. So he makes <laughs> those decisions. There may be many reasons he doesn't want to do it. So uh, there may be information that's actually important to keep secret. I suppose they could redact it and release it. But in any event, he's always being attacked for interfering with the investigation. I have seen no interference with this investigation. Have you, Leslie? None, none at all. Other in any way, in any respect. I see a lot of things getting ignored that should be looked at. All right. Thank you for your call, my friend. Jerry, Passaic, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go. I think what's happening to Flynn is a disgrace, and I can think of it law. At least four people, if not for force more, to go on trial. Number one would be Brennan. Number two would be Clapper. And number three would be... Eric Holder, and number four would be Roletta Lynch, among others. They're the ones that should be going through all this hell, not this poor, this poor guy that's done his duty and basically supported his country. It's a well, I hope, I hope you and everybody else listening is going to help him tonight. MikeFlynnDefenseFund.org. Oh, I, so I also support the uh, Convention of States, and I've gone to, I believe, Zudi Jass would make a damn good senator. I've Wouldn't he be great? Time. Sudi Jasser would be terrific. He's a conservative. He's exactly, you know, the kind of guy who would serve his uh, people well and uh, the, the people of Arizona, that is, well. Absolutely. And that would counteract the Muslim Brotherhood. And what better way to fighting them with one of their own who's basically a righteous man? Exactly. He knows them better than anybody. Oh, absolutely. And they hate him. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. I, I hope the governor of Arizona... I hope he thinks about these things. We'll see. All right, my friend. Good call, Jerry. Let's go to Jimmy, Sacramento, California, the great KSFO. Go. Hey, Mark. Uh, I was thinking any American-loving citizen, anybody that cares about this country, uh, YouTube Venezuela and the mass exodus from Venezuela. Obama used to praise the socialist model. Yep. If YouTube Venezuela today, you will see the travesty and the tragedy that's unfolding in that socialist country. And anybody who wants to vote Bernie or uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, you know, check out YouTube, check out Venezuela. The second point I want to make... Let me just is, stop you there, but they'll always say, well, that's different, that's not like us, that's different. First, they used to cheer on Chavez and Maduro. Now, all of a sudden, they don't want to see from him. You don't see these Hollywood types running down there anymore? Go ahead. Yes, sir, uh, Mark. The second point I want to make is that I have a pet buzzer. I have a pet vulture. And one day I put my pet vulture next to a uh, uh, picture of Moeller. And that nose of his, that he's got on his face, and the big old beak on my uh, my vulture's face, they match, Mark. They look alike. So that predatory creature, Moeller, man, uh, he's dangerous. All right, buddy. Thanks for your call. (laughs) All right. Judy, Brooklyn, New York, the great WABC. Go. 
Hi, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. First you of bet. all, when I heard you beginning, you brought me to tears. I am so frustrated. I'm so upset with everything that's going on. And with so much facts and reporting and everything, this Mueller man, he just, this is, he's good at destroying people. He's good at people that commit suicide yep. for being accused for nothing. And he's trying to ruin Flynn. But I want to say something, and I know, I don't know if you agree with me or not. I don't know if you will or not, or not but everybody knows, everyone knows from every aisle, every side, that Jeff Sessions, he is useless, he is spineless, and he is MIA when it comes to protecting our president. He recused himself totally. And I tell you the truth, Mark, it's time to get a proper, honest, trustworthy, active attorney general, who I think would be great. That'll and come. It's, uh, yeah, Andy would be great, but it's not going to happen right away. And Who appointed Rosenstein? Pardon I think Mark. it was Jeff... Yes. Mark, <laughs> I want to tell you something. I am sick. You know, they're going to complain about President Trump interfering. I don't care. He needs someone to represent him and protect him. Okay, we got it. We understand. We understand. All right. Thank you for your call. What I was going to say is I'm wondering who appointed Rosenstein. I mean, ultimately the president, but who recommended him? I think Sessions recommended him. The guy's a quintessential bureaucrat. Why would you make him your deputy? I mean, elections are supposed to have a purpose. You don't have to put in a hack, but you should put in somebody who at least shares your, your basic fundamental principles. Michael, Springfield, Ohio, XM Satellite, go. Mr. Levin, it's an honor to talk to you. Thank you. I, just, I can't get over the fact that we control, as conservatives, Republicans, maybe not synonymous, but we control the House and the Senate. Donald Trump trying to prove America gets no support. I just, I just, I'm flabbergasted by it. When's it going to end? What can we do? I don't know how to answer this. I don't know how to answer this. One thing you can do is make sure in the next election cycle, you vote in the House or for the House of Representatives, or he's going to be completely neutralized. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do, I do, and it's it's scary. But honestly, listening to you, you give me uh, you give me you give us hope. I'm a truck driver, but honestly, mm -hmm. I'm a I'm an educated man. I used to be a broker for 20 years, but I like driving trucks. I'm sitting here listening to all this, and I listen to it every day. And I did uh, donate to uh, Michael T. Flynn tonight, a hundred dollars. I just I just can't get over it. Hillary should be in prison, but I'm sitting here talking to you about. How do we make, how do we get Donald Trump uh, recognized as a good president? It's just, my well, mind Well, that's is different. How do you get him recognized as a good president? I don't know how you do that. But I'm talking about protecting the election of 2016. That's what we're talking about in voting in 2018. So it's up to us to protect the president, the office of the presidency, and the Constitution in this election. It's up to us. Or the, or we're going to be very depressed on election day if there's some kind of blue wave or if they take over the House of Representatives. That's very, very key. Thank you, Michael. John, Baltimore, Maryland, on the Mark Levin app. Go. Hi, Mr. Levin. You got it. Go ahead, sir. Uh, I was watching Life, Liberty, and Levin the other day with uh, Katie Pavlich and Candace Owens, and I uh, work at a college here in Maryland, and as a conservative uh, I can identify with the difficulty that you mentioned. 
that we experience. But I just wanted to uh, give people hope that not all college professors <clears throat> are, <clears throat> excuse me, are um, are liberal. No, not all are liberal. In fact, there are several who aren't. The problem is the vast majority are. Well, um, I see that every day. You see it every day, right? Programs and that sort of thing. Um, but I, I just didn't want people to think that we were all for free college and socialism and all that sort of stuff. Right. No, no, I understand. All right, my friend. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, folks, today I'm here to talk about Congress. No, not about the upcoming elections, though those are obviously crucially important. I'm here to talk about Hillsdale's groundbreaking new online course, Congress, how it used to work and why it doesn't. And that title right there sums up why you need to take this course. Hillsdale College teaches better than anyone anywhere the Constitution and how our government is supposed to work. And in this course, you'll learn exactly what Congress should be doing and what it shouldn't, how it got to the state it's in today, and how we can start to restore a more constitutional Congress. People say, what can we do? Here's a perfect example. The course is free to you, my listeners, and when you pre-register, you'll reserve your place for when it launches on Constitution Day. That would be September 17th. What's more, with this course, Hillsdale has created an entirely new online course experience that has to be experienced to be believed. Now, just go to levinforhillsdale.com right now to register. That's levinforhillsdale, L-E-V-I-N, for hillsdale.com. It's free. Free. So don't delay. Reserve your spot right now. Go to levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for hillsdale.com. All right. Let's see what's cooking here. So the Red Chinese got a ton of Hillary Clinton's emails. Why isn't it a big story? Uh, why isn't it a big story? Sean, Irvine, California. Sirius Satellite, how are you? Good, Mark. Um, thank you for having me. Um, just real quick, I think that Jeff... By the way, Jeff Irvine, one of the last Republican strongholds in the state. Anyway, go ahead. Until the last election, but... Um, yeah. Jeff Sessions, I think, um, you know, what I think a lot of your callers are missing is that I know our system of government is a little bit, you know, weird who Jeff Sessions represents, but ultimately he represents, he's not Donald Trump's personal attorney. He's representing, he's supposed to represent the justice system and the rule of law. And so All I right, think let me slow you down. He's supposed to represent the justice system and the rule of law, but their interpretations of the law, just like the Democrats, when they have the Justice Department, interpret the law. So while it's Sessions' job to follow the law and uphold the law, it's also his job to follow policies that are within the law. And that's what some of the complaints are about. And the policy about him recusing himself was from the attorneys at the Justice Department. So what? They're career attorneys. I used to work there myself. And uh, I don't believe, uh, knowing what I now know, and I went back and looked at this, why he recused himself, I don't believe he should have recused himself. Why should he recuse himself? Because he, he bumped into the Russian ambassador at the, uh, <clears throat> the Republican convention. He met with the, Republic, uh, the uh, Russian ambassador in his office and one other time. 
No discussion about the campaign whatsoever. So why do you recuse yourself over that? He was a surrogate for Donald Trump during the campaign trail. So what? You have all kinds of people who are U.S. attorneys and so forth who are surrogates for Donald Trump, surrogates for Barack Obama. How do you think you fill your government? You must be confused. Sir, we even have judges who are appointed who who are in presidential campaigns. I'm just saying it's an appearance of conflict. Do you agree with there that? There is no appearance of a conflict. An appearance of a conflict would be if I have a million dollars in a bank and then I'm overseeing a case that involves the bank, even though I claim I'm doing it objectively, that would be an appearance of a conflict. This is called the democratic electoral process. Every position is not a career position. Then we can debate. Ah, get off the phone, you idiot. No matter what I say, you're going to sound like a dummy. It doesn't matter because you hate Trump. And you don't understand the system. Robert Kennedy, anybody remember him? Well, he was an attorney general. John Mitchell, anybody remember him? He was involved in the Nixon campaign. And I can go on and on with example after example after example. You appoint individuals when you're president of the United States into your cabinet who share your your policy positions, who you believe will be loyal to you, who you believe will do a good job. You don't just appoint somebody, oh, they're going to uphold the law and uphold... What are you, who are you going to pick? Makes no sense. Ronald Reagan chose uh, his first attorney general, been his personal lawyer, did an outstanding job. His second attorney general worked on his campaign, Ed Meese, did an outstanding job. An appearance of a conflict, that's not what it's meant. Yeah, yeah. These these hate Trumper guys are just so stupid. It doesn't matter. They'll turn the country upside down. It doesn't matter. If, in fact, this caller is right, and of course he's not, then why would Jeff Sessions agree to be attorney general at all? If this caller is right and he is not, the moment Jeff Sessions decided to work in the Trump campaign, he was therefore disqualified? From being Attorney General of the United States? Is that how it works? Of course that's not how it works. Richard Thornburg was Attorney General of the United States. He'd been a Republican governor who supported Reagan. Go down the list of Democrats and Republicans. It's a joke. It's an appearance of a conflict. No, it's not. This is to be expected that these these, uh, people will be appointed this way. There's certain positions... Uh, were there to be less political than others. We picked district court judges. Obama picked a slew of them because they were uh, they had worked in his campaign or they were professors who supported his positions or he could see from their writings that they were ideologically left wing. Well, there's an appearance of a conflict. Didn't seem to bother him. I'm not one to dump on Jeff Sessions. What I'm saying is He shouldn't have recused himself. I'm not going to look into anything that involves the campaign or Russians. Well, wait a minute. Then why did you take the job? Seriously, if that's a conflict. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. I want to encourage you to watch Levin TV tonight. It's a really, really good one. Just sign up, 844-LEVIN-TV. And don't forget, Mike Flynn... Defense Fund. See you tomorrow.